0: Welcome to the second episode of Gen Z pod. Today's episode is part of our mp3 corner, a corner where we shine the spotlight on our favorite rising artists. In this episode, our music editor Mahdi sat down with American rapper Alan Ward to talk about his musical process, trivia and some stories behind his songs, as well as his personal experience being a rapper. We hope you'll enjoy this episode. For an article on Alan's music, head over to our mp3corner blog, and you can check out Alan Ward's music on all streaming platforms. We'll be uploading a YouTube video featuring a condensed highlight about his songs and artistic process, so look out for that too. With that, let's get on to the conversation. Let's start. Uh, so, how are you doing? How are you? What have you been up to?
1: <laughs> um, I'm okay, man. I just got off work not too long ago. Uh, I do some sales and operations and things, so oh my god, people are the worst. But, you know, I'm alright. I'm alright.
0: Very, nice, very nice. I'm excited for mm-hmm. fall. Of course. I'm
1: excited for fall. How about you?
0: how you doing uh uni is going pretty all right i guess just the only thing keeping me alive is music and (laughs) i feel like music is the only thing that keeps us sane basically all right literally literally. (laughs) let's get right into it all right so what makes alan ward alan ward or how would you describe your music to someone who hasn't heard an alan ward track before got you um i describe
1: it as like Kind of a mix of the old school boom bap raps with just you know Oops. some kind of new school perspective or um kind of a newer generations like lingo i guess but it's nothing i wouldn't say it's anything special as far as mm. like sound or anything like that it's definitely sounds I'd, I'd want people to be like familiar and comfortable with but it's just you know it's just not a lane or something that's as popular or as prominent um nowadays as far as the kind of um rap music or music yeah. i'm trying to make at least at the moment right now so. that's true
0: and also, what 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 made you decide to go with the name Alan Ward, and also D Gats? Because I noticed on your Twitter and your Instagram, you go by the name D Gats. Got you.
1: Um, so D Gats was like my very first like rap name way back in oh. high school when I was making names, and um, that name is just based off of. I mean, I still kind of go by it sometimes. I think I might use that as like my producer mm. name or like a the second ego type thing. But um, yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. it from the book slash movie Great Gatsby. It was like just always one of my favorite books. Oh, that's cool. and books. So yeah. I just kind of cut that, used it for that. But um, then I changed it to Alan Ward probably when I started like actually releasing music. Mm. Um, and that's just true. like my middle name, and then like the second half of my last name. So like mm. that's all that is. So it was just basically just me, the inner me, I guess. Mm. It makes sense. That's true. Is what I'd call it. So,
0: and also you started like writing since you were twelve. You kind of hinted at that. And what made you want to like decide? taking rap or basically making music seriously and being like oh i have to Um, do this
1: yeah um i'd say just because i had been doing it like you said since i was i've been writing for so long and it was like i never really had the necessary like free time or forced free time to like be able to really like sit down and like do it and dedicate a bunch of time i was always involved in like something else like sports or some kind of extracurricular or something and then like once school was over with i was like well i really only have free time and work time so it's like yeah. what am i what am i gonna really do and it's like i'm still been writing i've been writing throughout school recorded a little bit throughout school so it's like well if there's a time to do it like now like if mm-hmm. you're gonna really see if you can do this go for it now so it's like that golden so opportunity, are. basically basically yeah it's like you're only gonna be this then, age yeah. once you're only gonna be young once. so it's like why wait and sit there and think about all these years oh i should have i should have i should have just just do it it's only really gonna find
0: out so and also from your first ep june i think that's the name june yeah uh I could tell like you got so many influences from either Earl or I had a lot of Earl Switch influences and also Tyler the Creator. You also like literally wrapped on Yonkers and I gotta say that was yeah. really good. That was really good. Like that was a really creative way <laughs> Thank you. just include that. Thank and you. also is there any other like styles or influences you want to go for in the future or just wanna try out basically?
1: hmm um yeah definitely heavily of influences especially specifically mm-hmm. yeah like earl and tyler mm-hmm. yeah. um those are definitely some of my biggest influence but i'd say like j cole is probably like my biggest biggest oh, influence i say he was like the, the one person who like got me kind of not not into rapping i say like lil wayne was probably the first person that got me into like writing raps but like mm-hmm. as far as seeing someone who didn't have that typical story that you heard from like a rapping perspective it's like go for it mm-hmm. um was like j cole was like the first person i got into but mm-hmm. definitely want to drift into that kind of lane of making that kind of music. Um, Isaiah Rashad, Vince Staples are definitely two people um, I'm highly influenced by, of so my favorite. And then oh. I'm trying to think who else. Um, I'd say like Mac Miller is definitely a big, big, big influence to me. Um, definitely listen to his music all the time. Definitely was one of my favorite rappers and still is one of my favorite rappers ever. Um, trying to think who else. As far as rapping-wise, that's about it, I'd say. And like Kenny Mason, especially oh. some of the newer guys. Kenny Mason is um Kenny Mason Boogie like those guys they, I don't know it's a it's a ton it's a big list I'd say mm-hmm. but I'd say uh Earl Vince Cole Mac and um probably Isaiah Rashad like my best oh, yeah, Isaiah Rashad, yeah.
0: Of I really heard Isaiah Rashad that's really good so you also I noticed you also produce too right um, not really. I've ju-
1: just recently got into, like, making beats, mm-hmm. and so, like, I actually just now, like, not too long ago, maybe, like, a week or two ago, mm-hmm. I actually, like, rapped over my own beats for the first time, so I wouldn't call myself, like, a producer quite yet, but I'm like, it, I am definitely want to get into it for the years mm-hmm. over. Yeah, I definitely want to get into it, because, like, the first, like, day or first, like, week I, like, got into it, I made, like, 20 or 30, but mm-hmm. it was, like, um, I know these aren't, like, beats, beats that most people would either, like, use or rap over. I still need to, like, find basically get better at structuring a beat, and so it doesn't true. just sound like a basic like, loop that goes after one after another. I mean, that's good for like, you know, some boom bap stuff, some easy, some common things. But if I'm trying to like really produce, I need to be able to add diversity and layers and elements mm-hmm. into the beat. So
0: uh, I was going to ask that. So excluding Basket of Rap, because that album is like a concept album, let's talk about like your other mm-hmm. mixtapes and your other EPs. Uh, how do you make music? Do you first start off with writing and then make a beat? corresponding to that or you like you have someone make you the beat first and then write on that like or is it just a process together like which one do you prefer? um
1: i'd say i prefer it's always easier when i kind of like already have stuff written that mm-hmm. just having to match up with whatever beat i find or is sent to me but definitely like that method way better but i'd say it's probably like more it's right now it's more so me um Kind of finding or getting new beats, and then either trying to find old bars that might match with it, or if I do have mm. old bars that match with it, fixing those bars so it fits better, better with the new beat, I'd say. Mm. But um, yeah. As so far as my favorite, definitely just whenever I kind of like I hear a beat or I hear a song over a certain beat, and there's like that cadence or that flow inspires me, and so I can just like write offhand off of that, and then like mm. just keep going while listening to the beat, and then just going back to another beat I hear, and then like using that that I just wrote. And if that works, that's probably my favorite. So just having stuff pre-written is definitely my favorite. But Mm. definitely do a little bit of 50-50, I'd say. Like, for all the projects I've done, I've all been kind of like, okay, I've either been sent it and now it's like, write to this, or I had this beat in mind and I've already had this written, so let's try to put them together. That's
0: interesting. And also, is there a reason why your single DAP is not released in streaming services? Because I noticed that's only on the SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason? Yeah,
1: because that was um that was one of the i mean like way way early on when i was kind of like figuring out how mm. music, i mean i definitely still don't know how it works but um figuring out how this music stuff works so like i just reached out to some guy who's like known for producing and like um basically just like doing promo and stuff marketing and promo and stuff like that and i th- I think he's worked with some big name people maybe but i'm just not 100 percent sure if he has or hasn't but basically yeah that was just like some like partnership that i um paid for, signed to, blah, 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 whatever, and it was just um, basically just for that one song that I that did,
0: one. so. Interesting. Also, yeah. on FMB, there's, like, a Legend of Zelda sample that uh, I found really cute, and that was, like, it just made the song have so much personality, and I was just going to ask, like, what games you played growing up that kind of, like, shaped your personality, and is there any more, like, hidden samples? um
1: that's a good that's a good catch um that because that beat was i think i found that guy through like either either discord or like Reddit a long long mm. time ago and um he just like had that beat and it was really good i, I never noticed the zelda sample until like way later on either oh. but um uh i'd say games growing up i mean i typical i played all like the typical like shooter sports games so mm. like you know all the i love like nfl street NBA Street, and then like all of, like the GTA's, Call of Duties, Battlefront, so like that. I've never really played any like specialty games. I'd say that are kind of like um unique per se. I'm trying to think like uh, like when I had like my PlayStation, PlayStation Two were probably like the times I had like the more like specialty mm-hmm. games. I mean I had a lot of, like Nicktoons games. Um, I had some Final Fantasy games, of course. Um yeah, so like that was again like Ratchet and Clank, like all those. So, like, oh, the classics that that's amazing. Probably heard before. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing yeah. too special though.
0: And also. What is going on in the Suzy Vu cover? Like, where is that picture from? Is that it feels like a deep uh, cover, like a deep fake, something like got that?
1: You. It's, um, it's, it was actually, I don't think she still has it, probably because of me, but, um, it was actually an old, super, super old picture she had on her Instagram. I just scrolled and I was like, what's a funny picture mm-hmm. I could use for this cover? And I found that one. And so, like, ah, uh, it was on picture her is, like of her at some yeah. birthday. Yeah, it was. I don't think it is. If you look, if you look it up, you might be able to find it, but I think the last time I checked, it might have been gone. So, mm. but, yeah, that's I just basically just stole a pic off her Instagram from like year, like it had to be like three or four years ago. Like, I <laughs> scrolled all the way to. The-
0: very nice, yeah. very nice. On the same song, Suzy, were your friends like Suzy was an artist that you grew up listening to? Do you have like your top three artists growing up, like listening to as like a kid, basically that you kind of looked up to?
1: Mm. Gotcha. Um, trying to think, as a kid, um, I guess I could still throw J Cole in there, mm. but I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. Um, Little Wayne for sure. Mm. And then third spot, that's tough. It's, it'd be between like be between like either Ti or Ooh, I'm trying to think who else was I really listened to as a kid? Because I don't. Know, I've always liked just like music and like kind of just organized sound, just noise in general. But yeah. like just I've always like so I. As a kid, I would get a lot of the, like, movie soundtracks and listen to them, or, like, the, um, you know, like, how Disney would put out, like, compilation tapes of, like, all of the, I would listen to that so much as as a kid until I was, like, probably, like, I think, yeah, like, 11 or 12 when I actually started, like, venturing out into different, like, artists. But, um, yeah, I'd probably say Lil Wayne, T.I., and J. Cole were probably, like, the three biggest people, like, I listened to, like, on a regular, regular basis as Great a kicks. kid, I'd say.
0: Actually, good picks. <laughs> and your single, yeah. Fashionable, like, is your first music video that I'm aware of. Is there any, like, music videos that you've made but you never released? Or did you want that Fashionable to be your first music video? And it's a really good music video. It's really trippy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah,
1: um, yeah uh, as far as, like, the first, first music video, I think my first actual music video um, was... Wow, I can't remember. Oh, it was a feature I had with the um guy who actually remakes that song, Um, Sir Trevor James, the producer.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I had a feature in one of his songs,
1: Diamond in Your Eyes, and that was, like, the first time I shot a music video. And then mm. I think my first actual solo music video mm. was um, mm. Studio Time, the uh-huh. uh, track I had on that, on um the same tape, I believe. No, not the same tape as fashionable, no. That was yeah. on the DGAF tape. So yeah, that was, like, yeah. the very first um. Or, no, that was on Dolo as well. See, I, I always remember but yeah, that was on Dolo as well. So that was like my first one. But that video that I made for that for, I mean, it's for fashion, but it's, but it's, um, I think it's the Sir Trevor James mix. Hmm. And so that was the first, um, yeah, that's definitely not how I intended the, or like original song as far as the music video. But when it came out, once I saw like the final product and then like just hearing the song, I really liked it. So Very interesting.
0: And also like, there's a lot of like anime and pop culture references in your lyrics and in your music. I was wondering, like, mm-hmm. what are your top three favorite animes? Just random question. Top three animes. Your top watched. three
1: favorite animes? Um, I guess I'll say Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Just to say, I don't want to say Naruto, because that's what everyone says, but I definitely mm-hmm. would say Naruto. Mm-hmm. I just finished the Shippuden, I need to go and watch Baruto now, because I've heard that's pretty, pretty insane. Um, and then... I guess my hero academia would be number 3 right now but I did I was into I was into like one piece a little bit but I haven't really watched it all so I think if I watched it all the way through it would probably be uh, one of my favorites and I know as like a kid I remember the very first like anime I remember like just seeing on late at night I was in and I've never really gotten back into it but I think I want to because as a kid I was like what is going on like I yeah. couldn't understand all the concepts all the creatures and the blood and so I, I was like this is too much but now I get what it is. I think if I went back and tried to watch it and actually, like, watch the storyline, I think I'd like it a lot. But, um, yeah. There's a lot of shows that I call animes that aren't animes as well. Just I just base it on, like, oh, there's, like, fights and, like, it's kind of, you know, a cartoon in yeah. a way. But um, as far as actual animes, those would be my three. Hmm. Interesting.
0: And your writing is, like, filled with clever wordplay and, like, tongue-in-chink and funny puns. Is there a reason you went with that approach of writing rather than, like, a more serious uh normal fashion like classic writing
1: Mm -hmm. um just because it's more entertaining and it just Mm -hmm. gives the listener i guess more to listen to or more to unpack yeah um i don't really talk too much i've never been like much of a like a talker as far as like in class or just like out and about like i have no problem like i said i'm a salesperson so i have to speak to people like all the time and all all day but um it's just never something like i was always into or like always doing like when i'm in class or like out and about unless i'm like with my friends or something like that so a lot of people. Naturally, like even when I started rapping, they're probably was super surprised. It was, like I was pretty "quote unquote" quiet in class and things like that. But it was just, like I was always thinking, so like I'm always thinking of like different ways to either say stuff or how different things could come out or yeah. things like that. So just me, mm-hmm. obviously, me just always overthinking and things like that, kind of gives me. I feel like that power, that ability to be able to kind of just say a whole bunch of different stuff because like I've thought about it so much, so it's just easy for it to come out. So,
0: sure, sure. And also notice that your songs are like. The perfect length which is, which is like really rare especially for new artists <laughs> that like they usually like just extend the outro or like make the song 5 minutes for no reason but your songs are like they come and they take their time and they do exactly like the perfect length like either two minutes or two and a half minutes and is that like something you wanted to do to be like alright this is the perfect length i don't want to go for more and this is how much i want to go for mm-hmm. um... Yeah, I think it's more so just, like,
1: even me, like, thinking of it as a listener. It's like, I I get sick of me after listening to me after a long time. And then it's just like, do I really have anything else I want to say on this? Like, of course, I can always force, you know, another verse, another verse, another verse. But it's like, is it necessary? Like, do I need to put all my verses on this one song just to think, oh, this song is going to be amazing because it has all these amazing verses. When it's like, oh, you can just spread that out in different songs that have three or four good songs instead of one really good, amazing song because all the verses are gone and the rest of the songs aren't good. But it's just like, I just kind of make them the length um, as far as kind of the beat, the cadence, the melody, as far as the beat, what kind of like sounds like a good ending or um, what sounds like it should be done because I never want to force any of them because a lot of songs I have out, I think the beats were like longer, but it was like, well, I could just do the same thing again, rap, put the hook, rap, put the hook, or just... Ended here, Like I have said, what I need to say, I've made the point, I've made the song sound like what I want it to sound like So just end it there, there's no need to kind of force it if I don't feel like I can add anything else to the song, you know So
0: That's true, that's true And also I was gonna ask, uh, your first take, uh DGAF, or don't give a fuck, I'm guessing it's like the mm-hmm. acronym for it In the back cover, there's a text that says, this isn't the tape I wanted to drop Long story short, nobody got time for you if you don't, if you're in popping, hopefully this helps. And I just want to say, like, <laughs> is there anything, what's the story behind it? Because it says long story. Short. Um, if you're comfortable with saying what's the story behind it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, This, I guess with any creative slash artist, you know, you feel like after putting out something, um you feel like you know if it gets decent amount of traction or you feel like you had all this like hidden support from friends family whatever you feel like all right now that they all know i'm doing this everyone's going to be willing to help and i'll be able to get like the maximum amount of resources as i can and then i realize like that's just not the truth like people just don't not everyone cares about anything and everything that you're doing necessarily just because you see this vision or you see this going a certain way doesn't mean everyone else is going to see it like that Mm. and so it's like my first tape i thought i was going to have like you know some good feet, some like, you know, some like household name features, you know, maybe get a beat or two from some people that people, not, you know, just have like that over romanticizing um, prediction that most musical artists do. So I just, it was just like a kind of a, kind of a tough realization where it's just like, you know, if you want that stuff, like you're going to have to get it yourself. No one's going to just help you just because they heard you do this and they think you're good or they might not even think you're good. That just doesn't mean they're going to help you because they know you or because they said, oh, They like you they say you're their friends blah 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 so it's like if you want to make this stuff happen you have to make it happen for yourself so you can't be upset at others so yeah that's that's basically long story short of that was just me thinking i was going to have all this help and get all these things for this first tape and it was going to just sound way different um than actually what came out and it's not that the ending product is necessarily bad or that i'm upset with it but it's just as an artist or as you know type person i am as far as my first mixtape um I just wanted to be a lot better and wanted to have a lot more buzz. You know, I based that off of um kind of Isaiah Rashad, his first tape, mm. Sevilla Demo was like one of the, it was like one of the greatest projects ever and that was like his yeah. first ever drop. So like I kinda had reason. myself, you know, on that pedestal as far as like, okay, if it's gonna be my first actual mixtape, like I wanted to be something that makes waves and like I guess it made waves in its own way, but obviously not the same as Sevilla Demo
0: did. Mm. Were you nervous to release your first mixtape? Um,
1: very, very nervous. Definitely very nervous. Um, I mean, I'm still, I'm nervous every time I definitely will be nervous every time I draw something. but yeah, the first one I was super, super nervous just because I had that prediction. Like I kind of told you, like, I'm like, Oh, okay. I hope this kind of gets some, you know, a lot more traction or a lot of buzz. But at the same time, I was nervous because like, what if it doesn't get that? And then like, mm. you know, or it gets just like terrible reviews. And it's like, I put all this work into this taper in this project and you know, no one cares or everyone thinks it stinks. So, you know, you always have that prediction no matter what, as I feel like at any level of artistry. But, yeah, I was definitely super, super nervous to drop the first tape. But I'm glad I don't really have those kind of nerves as far as, like, dropping things and, like, anticipating people to not like it, Now i have dropped it. It's like, you can look up anybody, any artist in this world, from Lana Del Rey to Kanye to Drake to anyone. No one has, you know the exact number of streams that there are exact number of people in the world so not everyone's gonna like everything you do not everyone's gonna you know anticipate or just go rush to listen to anything you put out so it's like i can't it's just maintaining those kind of over exaggerated expectations i have and just kind of you know controlling what i can't control and being able to um find the good in whatever happens but yeah like i said that that first drop for sure nervous
0: yeah uh again excluding basket of rap because that's the concept album uh do you, uh, like, when it comes to making, like, a mixtape or an album or an EP, do you have, like, a set amount of songs you want to make and put them in? Or do you just make a bunch of random songs and then you choose the best ones?
1: Um, I think whenever I'm, like, trying to do an EP, like, I'm always, I try to do, it's like, okay, it's only going to be, like, four or five tracks and then, like, a mixtape. I'd say like no more than like 10. And then if I ever do like an actual album, I mean, I'm hoping I get to do like an actual album. It'll probably be something like 10 to 12 tracks. Just because like me personally, I don't like listening to things that are like 15, 16. So like, I don't, I don't need all that. Like it's nice sometimes, but like I'm not, there's very few chances, few times I'm going to, even if I like every song, go back and just listen to the whole thing. If it's 15, 16 songs. So that's, that's just kind of me and my personal like attention span I'd say. But whenever I'm making music as far as picking out the songs, besides basket of raps, all the rest were kind of just like, all right, what do I have recorded? What sounds good? And like what can I make kind of blend into like one type of sound? Like it's obviously I know each song sounds different, but it's like I can at least make this sound like each song is kind of transitioning into the next. So that's kind of what I did for those first three projects. But yeah, like basket of raps was like the first time I actually was like, Okay, I want this to sound like this and have Mm. this kind of theme. Like I enjoyed doing that. I definitely like that and I've gotten some, it seems like it worked pretty well as far as like Mm. actually doing a conceptual um, tape or project, but um, like mixtapes, like I kind of based it off of like how like Lil Wayne did it. Like Lil Wayne would just rap over people's beats and put that out Mm. and like, that was like the hardest mixtape out. So like, as far as mixtapes, I just go for like, okay, what are like seven to 10 good sounding songs that like I can like fix or like I'm proud of that I can like at least put out that would sound decent
0: together basically, Mm. so. Interesting, interesting and i noticed don't give a fuck has like two features that are really good and is there did, did you know do you know these people these two features personally or did you just found them like when you find like producers through have song mm-hmm.
1: um i'm starting to know them now joe uh the one uh, Chris christoph joe west that was one of the guys i actually first started kind of making music with in college uh and i met him and so like he still kind of makes music he's more so on like the fashion side now of things but um yeah, I've I've known him for a couple of years, so I just reached out to him for that one, and then the uh, other one, J.K. Mac, I actually found through Twitter, mm. and like we like linked and started mm-hmm. um, talking, and that's how I got that feature. And so like me and him have like a couple things, um, in the vault. And I'm actually trying to get him to get some hey. features back to me <laughs> for the next um tape I plan on dropping. I told myself I was going to drop it at the end of this month to kind of like um, celebrate the anniversary of me like starting music because I think at the end of this month I'll be at like officially at two years of like making music. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll drop something on that. I'm too lazy. There's no way I'm <laughs> dropping something in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm definitely going I'm definitely to drop something as far as probably like a single, I want to say, in the next few weeks. But I'm definitely going to have a lot more features um, on my next project. It'll definitely be a mixtape. I don't think I'm going to actually do like an album album until I have like the budgetary things, and resources and things like that. But um, definitely, I'm hoping definitely to do another tape at the end of this year and then definitely another single in the next month or so.
0: I so. also like, this is kind of like a question for me personally. If you could have like one feature, either a producer or rapper or an engineer, whoever, on your song, who who do you want it to be? Like, you've got just Ooh. one person for one song.
1: Would it be like on a song I already have out or just in general? Just one person? No, out? just
0: one new uh, song. Um mm. Earl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Earl. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely do Earl. I would definitely have, I would just, I would basically just take like a beat I had on Bassie the Raps and just have to them just like go off for as long as you mm. want and then I'll do the same thing. Yeah, Earl. Yeah, pro. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's probably Earl. I'm the one thinking about it is probably Earl. Earl or Vince are like the two I'm really debating, but Earl. I would if I get a one verse from Earl, I'd I'd retire. I'd be good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on Rodeo, you say all these rap rappers getting the fame. So when is my turn? uh that sounds like you're talking about someone specific but i feel like this is just you criticizing the current uh Uh hip-hop culture or the mainstream hip-hop uh which one is it (laughs) or is it like something of both? um
1: yeah no one i mean it's never any like whenever i have it's never like towards unless it's i guess um like girl oriented maybe it might be towards like one person but yeah whenever i mean that it's probably towards like a group of people most Mm -hmm. likely like yeah when i was writing that i definitely was thinking of one person there was like a few people like now i've kind of gotten into the hip-hop twitter community mm. or whatever and then just like the music industry, just like seeing some people who like get um you know certain nods or retweets or like even just like certain people who get signed to that, let's say music I to be like how and it's just like you got to remember anything and this is a business it's not what you know it's who you know mm. so it's like you can always have those connections like i think a good example um not as far as whack rappers like i'm trying to think like Lil baby like obviously Lil baby is amazing one of my yeah. favorite rappers out but <laughs> how he got into it, it was just like he obviously was just like he, the Migos and Young Doug were like, yo, we'll pay you to just come record with us. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to do this street mm-hmm. stuff. He's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And then he ended up being a little baby, you know what I'm saying? So And like I said, he's definitely not one of the whack rappers I'm talking about by any means, because he is amazing, definitely, yeah. and I'll rap mm-hmm. me any day. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people who just have that kind of connect. And so they're just like, well. They're already in it, so they're just like, well, we can just let him rap. And if he makes some money, he can. But it's like, it's, it'll just be some person that people have known or they know these people who have these connects. So they'll just, you know, they can get signed or have these kind of big um, features or like big, you know, rollouts. And like without anyone ever knowing of them, and I, I listen to their songs. I'm like, that's tough that they wasted that money on that person. But it is what
0: it is. Can you say a little bit of my favorite rapper? The only thing that popped in my head was that Kanye to it. I know I for <laughs> some reason that Kanye to it. Yeah. Very nice <laughs> and in general like something that is like really rare about you that like most like un- i guess underground artists don't have is that you you're not afraid to experiment at all like your music is uh, i wouldn't say like fully experimental but you're uh, stepping out of your comfort zone with every mixtape and is there a reason why you have that approach to music making
1: um so yeah no basically it's just because um i've grew up listening to all kinds of music um accidentally you know it's not that my mom or who i was with was always playing different kinds of music It's like i've just been around a lot of different kind of people a lot of different kinds of situations in like neighborhoods and things like that so i've just like heard naturally um all different kinds of sounds and music so i've always been intrigued just like me like watching tons of kind of tvs and movies and just hearing sounds and different music and things and that too so that's i'd say that's the main reason why just seeing hearing and listening to
0: i kind of want to try it. And- also, like with Studio Time, which is like another track that you have a music video for, and the videos are like really well edited, and it looks like you spent a lot of time like on it, and basically translate your vision in like video form. I was wondering, like, mm-hmm. uh, how much time you spent on this Studio Time video, and are you proud of it?
1: Um, yeah, I'm definitely proud of the music videos I have out. Um, the Studio Time one was shot by a guy I met out here, um, by Nile Williams. He a he, Pretty, pretty popular in Baltimore, definitely in the East Coast. And he kind of had just that whole vision set up for me. Mm. And so that's a big shout out to him. And then like fashionable video, uh, me and um, the guy, Sir Trevor, and then um, some of his guys. We did a couple of Zoom calls and just kind of planned it out. And he like had it all kind of ready as far as like what he wanted the concept to be. So I was like, cool. Um, so I'm, I'm still definitely getting to kind of direct, not direct, but I guess storyboard my own video as far as ideas like i have tons i think i'm gonna try to shoot one um in the next few weeks mm. for um either a single i have coming out or a song i have coming out or one of the ones i already have out just another probably for picasso it'd probably be the easiest to do mm. but um yeah i uh i'm definitely proud of all the videos i have out i'm glad all the people i worked with you know, you know having a, a decent budget i guess mm. but um yeah I'm, I'm definitely proud of all those music videos that i have out but i definitely want to um venture into working with you know some new people and kind of kind of make some on my own mm. uh, directly mm-hmm. make but yeah i definitely like the videos i have out now
0: also sir Trevor james which is like like listening to your discography his name popped up a lot either it was producing some songs or even like a directing the media directing the video for you is it is he like a close yeah. friend to you or ha- what's the story there how did you guys know each other right mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I met
1: Trev through
0: a guy I knew in school, Anthony Loco. He connected us.
1: Um, I want to say, I mean, it couldn't have been more than two years ago. But um, yeah, I guess yeah, probably right around right after I dropped my like first first EP June. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, we kind of linked and we just kind of connected and then like we've been um, kicking it you know ever since because Trevor is like you know he's dedicated into the music thing he's like doing it full time mm-hmm. um. Lives on Chicago, and he's produced. He knows tons of people in Chicago. Um, me and him collabed for a uh, studio. Um, mm. A uh, what I'm trying to think some studio sessions that I that me and him hosted in Chicago um, a couple months ago that went really well. Um, and yeah, so like yeah, he's just he's I definitely will be forever working with him. It looks like
0: mm.
1: mostly anything because yeah, he kind of um, like I didn't even like the the feature he has or the production credit he has was just literally him adding a loop during those sessions that we did. And that mm-hmm. just added to that song just a little bit. And so that was it. So he's just always been kind of um, involved in my music career. and looks like he always will be. So no, I'm definitely thankful he's, um wants to work with me. Um, okay. You know, he's definitely one of those people who motivates me to give me that kind of don't give a fuck factor as far as, you know, post whatever, do whatever, like you're dope. Yeah. Don't let anyone else kind of different. So I definitely appreciate him for that. But, um, you know, like any good music friends, we bump heads as well, too. But, you know, it's my guy. I always will be working with him. And I love working with him. So.
0: When it comes to making music, a lot of people like see a lot of good sides of it. But what do you think? Like, is the most annoying part or like the hardest part when it comes to like the process of making an either a mixtape or a song? Um,
1: just I guess wanting it to sound how you how you have it in your head. I'd say mm. that's definitely it. Because anytime I record anything, it comes out like it sounds good, but it's like it's not how I thought it was gonna sound. Mm. So it's like that's that I guess, and that could always be with like you know what's your the type of mic where you are recording, all that kind of stuff too. But I think that's the biggest thing is just like artists just not being able to, as far as like at the level where I'm at and not being able to come out or sound exactly how you kind of had in you. It's definitely the most annoying part of it.
0: Interesting. I have like tons of,
1: yeah, I have like tons of drafts of songs. And it's like, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to release them unless like I have like the time and the money to like get them recorded the way I want to. And even then I can go to a nice studio game and then hear it not, it still could not sound anything of how I wanted to, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, Definitely the most frustrating and the most annoying part. It's like you could put all this time into like writing it, you know, humming it, all the recording, and then you listen back to it. It's like, that's not how I thought it was going to sound. Hmm.
0: And Basket of Rap is like, I think your first attempt to make a concept album. And it did work. Like, it worked perfectly, in my opinion. And Thank you. Where does the name and the cover come from?
1: Yeah. Um. So it's kind of a, uh, another double entendre, just like B-O-R, bore. Mm. Um, but still stands for the basket of raps. And so I just called it because, like, I know it's more so aimed, I guess, specifically at, like, not my friend group, but the people I like, grew up around and, like, the people that the mass to the masses who know what quote unquote rap and hip hop is. I knew it would just be, you know, I figured they thought it was boring. It's, these aren't, like, trap songs. These aren't club songs. These aren't, you know, your summer songs that you're going to play at a party. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not songs for that. They're, you know, what most people would call boring kind of songs, boring rap songs is I kind of um hinted at in one of the little um one of the little snippets I used in one of the songs. It's just you know it's just a basket of, yeah. kind of boring rap songs. <laughs> to most people who would be like the typical the stereotypical rap slash hip hop fans who don't really listen to it for that kind of content. So um and then the um concept for the uh, image came from I just googled, I believe I did basket painting or basket artwork and then like the artwork of the painting of the boy with the basket of fruit came up and i was like i'm just gonna recreate that and put in that basket what people think quote unquote rappers or what rap is so that's kind of where you get all those items and things like that but yeah if i can find what the what the name of that painting is because it's super famous it's super famous basket painting but yeah that's basically where the concept of the um cover came from and then like yeah the word b-o-r came from it's
0: people think it's boring as far as the type of
1: rapping i was presenting
0: do you enjoy making more concept albums like well i guess you haven't made more than one but like which process was more mm-hmm. fun either making like normal mixtapes or making a con- uh, concept concept mixtape which one was like um, more fun to you
1: i say the concept one just because it was like it was fun trying to follow a theme because all the rest of them like i said it was kind of just like okay i have all these songs recorded which ones sound good this one was like okay, I'm like actually trying to match a theme, so like I can only pick songs that sounds like this, and like how can I insert the edits, the voices, the well, you know, whatever I need to, the intro, outro, that's gonna make it actually sound like one project that all makes. So I think I think making the concept album was definitely more fun, just because it was trying to follow a theme,
0: I'd say. And vent is a very very personal track, and you rule <clears throat> some really. Personal stuff in that track, and why did you go? Why did you decide to go with that approach on that track? And of course, the name of the track is "Vent," and you're renting a lot of stuff. Was it hard to kind of be personal? Um,
1: yeah, definitely. It was definitely a big, big, um, kind of a big decision on my part to kind of like let all of that kind of personal stuff and personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions out for everyone to hear. But it was just like in the back of my head, kind of what I said is like, not everyone's gonna hear it, so like you don't have to really worry about that. And if you know, if you're offending anyone. Know that's never your intentions, but as far as just putting out that kind of emotion and that kind of feeling out, I'm always nervous because I mean, with every track, there's extremely personal things on it. It's just if I can mask it in a funny way, people don't notice that's cool. But that one is just like you said, it's just directly like I'm the stuff I'm saying is supposed to mean exactly what it's saying, but um, yeah, it was just something that I just need to get out. It was just stuff I was like, you know, let me just get off my chest, and there's no better way to do it than to just kind of do it on the mic. So, and it was something like I had written like a while ago, I'd actually used that verse. In a promo video I did for, I believe for D Gaff. I believe I used it in like a promo video. I'd use this like I'd said it in written words instead of actually like over a beat. Mm-hmm. So I finally just used it because it was some personal. I was like, you know, it fits. It fits the theme. It fits the the vibe of this um, beat. Not just this beat, but just the tape as well. So just figured I I'd, I'd thrown one small little personal anecdotal verse mm-hmm. just for myself. But like, yeah, I haven't like gone back and listened to it. dropped it. Obviously, I know the words and things like that, but it's just like the fact of it or like how it sounds.
0: And also, this is like a really simple question, but if either a song or project you think like you really nailed or is a 10 out of 10 in your discography, what would it be? If you could only like pick one that you think like, oh, this is my best work.
1: 10 out of 10, man. That's the thing, man. With me, I don't think any of them are 10 out of 10s, but as far as my best work,
0: song or project. Your magnum opus. Which I think you—it's hard to say magnum opus because you still have a longer. Right, but like exactly. Yeah, as in like um, you're you're really proud of it. You're like, oh, I really did good with this one.
1: I think, uh, my my favorite song uh, I think is rough. I really like mm. rough. I, I can go back and listen to rough a lot. But I guess I'd say just to match, I guess the magnum opus, I'd like to say boy, I'd give that the highest ranks—not ten out of ten, but definitely the highest rank.
0: I think your DGAF, in my in my our I think your DGAF mixtape is like your best for because I feel like that I connected to that mixtape a lot more because it was like a lot of influences and you like kind of exploring your own sound so it was kind of really refreshing to hear that someone who's an underground or kind of coming up who actually like has their own sound so I feel like that album was really or that mixtape was really refreshing and gotcha. also at the end of the outro for Basket of Fab or, or Boar, uh, you say something like oh that was like weird and then you say all right let's get back to it and then you preview something is that <clears> the <throat> song coming soon or is that just for that yeah outro? yeah that, oh, okay. that
1: song uh yeah that's a Hootie who i it's one of my favorite songs i have haven't mm-hmm. dropped so I'm, I'm definitely gonna drop it i think that actually might be my next single like the more i think about it i think it's gonna be my next single yeah it makes, it's gonna drop in the next it uh, makes more sense monsters.
0: like cinematically looks really cool yeah right
1: exactly like the more i think about it i was like that would be kind of cool if i drop that oh okay he's like finishing on where he left off so mm. but yeah i've i've just had that song for so long and i always listen to it so it's just like i maybe i'll preview and see if other people want to hear it too so mm.
0: all right so we're almost at the end so i was just gonna ask what is the future for Alan ward what is the future for you what do you see
1: future um man i just hope still in the music slash creative space and i hope um you know making waves and still giving people a reason to want to interview me mm. that's really it um Cause, you know first year me was like oh by the end of this year i'm gonna be signed Should probably get a couple of award nominations you know, you know typical music people just over exaggerate themselves but um realistically um yeah just i just see myself still being in the creative space and hopefully getting some nods from um some more household names is really it
0: mm, interesting interesting well that was really that was a really fun interview for me and i hope yeah, you had fun uh is there anything else you want to say for closing off oh just be ready for new music hey I'm waiting for it. I'm actually really excited for a new music view. That's really nice. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, man. All Thank
1: right. you. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's nice to hear people are excited to hear me put out more stuff.